So Black Podcast. Everybody, welcome to episode 19 of the Not So Black Podcast. My name is Josh. Steve. And we are here with my parents. We are live in Florida, uh, live with my parents. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Linda. I'm Gary. Yeah, so these are my parents, Linda and Gary. We drove 18 <laughs> hours to come see them. It's my mom's 66th birthday. Uh, we Thank went you out for today. announcing that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so yeah, it's her birthday. Everybody say hello uh, and happy birthday if you if you feel like it. We're just here hanging out in Florida. Don't mind the noises from the animals. We're just here to pretty much interview my parents and talk about them and how they raised me and <clears throat> how uh, pretty much they're the reason this whole thing happens. You know, if, if she wouldn't have uh, had gave birth to me, and then met him uh, four years after that, I wouldn't become the person that I am today, and I wouldn't have made a podcast at some point. So uh, it's it's a pretty cool circle. It's a cool story. Um, first, we're just going to do what we always do and talk a little bit about our week. Uh, things have been pretty normal. Things have been slow for you guys, I'm guessing, down well, here, because you just don't do much. Well, yeah. I mean, really. You figure out we retired now, so what are we going to yeah. do? Well, for us, it was uh, pretty busy week just because we worked the whole way up until like the morning before we came here I was cutting carpet at nine in the morning before we left I had to go and measure some carpet for my boss and cut it and then give it to the guys to lay it and my my boss has been like he really likes me now and Steve always fucks with me because our boss is super nice to me and then treats him like an asshole because I I don't know I kissed my boss's ass and did him some favors so now he likes me and gives me the easy stuff he sends me around to job sites and just makes me drop stuff off and Tells me to take early days all the time. He's like, go ahead and just take take the rest of the day off. He's given me paid day off before. I get paid under the table. You know how rare a paid day off is? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> paid days off rare anywhere. I don't care where yeah, you're working. No matter where you work, it's rare. So that's pretty much it. We just kind of worked all week. And then the drive down was good. We uh, stopped at a Ramada Inn, which uh, I went live on Facebook from, from the I Ramada. And people thought we were walking to Florida. Yeah, yeah we, we laughed about that. that. Yeah, but, but hey, no, there's people yeah. that do that kind of thing. So. I, we had one of them on our podcast, on our podcast. friend Wolf. He uh, he came on, but no, we were. <laughs> How did I miss that? That's episode 13. You can go back and rewatch, and everybody yeah, can go back happen. and rewatch or listen to our episodes on Anchor, Google, or uh, YouTube. But uh, yeah, he came on. and He talked about his walk. So the mm-hmm. whole drive, we're kind of thinking about that, like the stuff that he saw, that he the remember. things <clears throat> that he did, and like. It's just crazy because that's a he did it in six months. Yeah, he does it once a year. Wow. Yeah, for ten years since he graduated, we graduated high school together, and since he's graduated for ten years, he's walked from PA to Florida. He's wow. gone to New Orleans. He uh, spent the night listening to the Temptations in uh, on the Mississippi one night on his kayak, like just stumbled across a uh, concert on the river. You know, he's done all kinds of crazy stuff. Walked with uh, veterans, with Marines, because a lot of those guys do it, you know, homeless vets. Cujo ones. They ended up, this is Cujo. We got a lot of dogs. My parents have eight dogs uh, and two birds, Rocky and Max. And then we have Cujo, Little Bear, Sweetie, Sweet Pea, Brutus, Bella, Marmaduke, and Itty Bitty. I think that's all of them. There's a lot of fucking dogs. These were my dogs for the longest time when I lived with my parents until they... Uh, moved down here to Florida, and now I no longer get to see them, so it's fun to see these little guys. Oh, yeah, they're, <clears throat> they're a lot of fun. For you, for the audio <laughs> listeners, they're the cutest dogs in the world, and I suggest uh, checking out the video so you can uh, see them, because they're very cute. Cujo is a little bow-legged retard. Oh, did you hear what he we said call about him unique. Yeah, he's a bow-legged <laughs> retard, and Sweet Pea is fat. Ever since, when I left and came back, the dogs are fat now. You made they're the dogs fat. fat. Yes, they are. They're they quit going for walks because they don't have cars oh, yeah. no more. Yeah, they don't have harnesses, so they just get their yard exercise, but they're fat. Sweet Pea got fat. Definitely got yeah, fat. Yeah, well, if I say size of the raccoons out here, I don't want to take dogs for a walk. <laughs> you think Sweet Pea's going to do anything with these raccoons? She'd You're be crazy. running for her life. They run from butterflies out there. <laughs> these, these dogs, they're the cutest dogs, and I love them to death, though. We've had them for a long time. They're, what, seven years old is the oldest? Sweet Pea and uh, Bella. Sweet Pea and Bella are seven. We started with three, or two. We had Sweet Pea and Bella, and then we got Itty Bitty. And then we got Marmaduke, who's around here somewhere. Marmaduke is a He's teacup tiny. chihuahua. He's a little black teacup chihuahua, and he got all three girls pregnant. Yeah. Then after they all got pregnant and had their babies... One of the other babies got uh, Little Bear, got Bella pregnant, 
Yeah. And she had another litter, so they and my mom has a thing with animals, and once she holds one, she can't get rid of it. I'm surprised you didn't keep that cat. Uh, once she sees an animal and she holds it. No, you're not. So, yeah. No, I Dad wasn't going to let me keep that kitten. She has a rough time getting rid of animals, if you know what I mean. So that's how they ended up with eight dogs and two birds. Um, so. No, I'm the reason two birds. Well, yeah. yeah. It, Dad's the bird. He's the bird guy. True. You love him just as much, though. Well, yeah. And you had a parakeet before that when Dad wasn't. Cockatiel. Uh, cockatiel. Yeah. Little, what was his name? Um, the little one that passed away, who gave away. I remember my packing that pit bull. It all started <laughs> no, because that boxer, huh? It all started. Boxer, boxer. boxer. It all boxer started when you guys yeah. uh, babysat a Henry. Uh, yeah, Henry the cock. What was he? Uh, he was a macaw. A macaw. Green wing macaw. A green wing yeah. macaw. They babysat a green wing macaw that would whistle yeah. when girls walked in, and it was talkative and talked a lot. It didn't have a cage; it just sat on a perch. Very lovely. Uh-huh. Really nice bird. There's pictures of him on my dad's Facebook still. I mean, he was a great bird. A lot of people watched him. Probably. Yeah, yeah, for everybody else. But had me. him for the longest time. So, all that bird wanted to do was chew on me. Yeah, so that kind of started it because he used to be lizard lady. He yeah, used to be in the lizards. lizards yeah. I remember when I was a kid, even living in Leedsburg, there was a lot of lizards, a lot of iguanas. We had an albino spotted something. Remember that it thing that died? Uh, I had to throw Argentine in the river. Tarouf, it was called. Yeah. Um, they're meat eaters. Yeah. And then so our, our power went out. Our power went out. And it died because we it didn't got have any sick. heat. Yeah, our power went it out. We didn't sick. have any heat for it. It got sick and it died. And I had to yeah. push it into the river. I made a little thing and pushed I it. I just river. remember that one with the orange leg chasing you up the steps. Oh, chasing me up the steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that one. Oh when, my. When, yeah. The big when, one. When their eggs, when their legs turn orange, they're in heat. They, oh. It's their the iguana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they get a little it, bit aggressive. It used to jump on her and who else did used to jump on? I got good at catching it. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I mean, it did want to hurt you. It wouldn't hurt you. No, I used to sleep on a couch. I could just feel him climbing up on top of the Jesus Christ. He tried to lay up on Dad. So I guess the, the purpose of this episode is for everybody that watches the podcast to meet my parents and get to know what you guys are about. So Not our fault, guess, guys. Trust me. We'll start with the... Uh, whatever. Well, it is 100% their fault. I remember distinctly being told that I was an asshole... And that I would graduate from a dickhead to an asshole someday. Hey, you were the one whose very first baby- babysitter told me that you were the poster child for birth control. Yeah. Your tubes, t- <laughs> your tubes were tied when you had me. Yeah. So, yeah, I was definitely... Yeah, I mean, he was here. so bad, even his babysitter said you. He was the poster child for oh, birth control. Oh, it was fucking horrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. You don't say. Yes, he was. Yeah. He was. He, he, was, was, he was the hardest child I've ever seen. I wasn't a crier, though, was I? Was I a screamer when I was screamer, a baby? Yeah, screamer, yeah. He screamed more than cry. I had that lung thing, though, so I guess I couldn't really... Because I couldn't breathe when I was a little kid. Well, yeah, you had what they called RSV. It was a virus that was going around. It was um, an epidemic at the hospitals at the time down here. I spent like six months in the hospital here or something like that? No, you were only in for a week. It took you months to recuperate. Oh, yeah, it took me yeah, a long time to recuperate. You were in for seven days. Yeah. Seven days. That's crazy. So, what year did what year did you move to Florida? Oh, my gosh. It was the early 70s. Like 74? When I I moved down to West Palm. Well, the first year I was going back and forth a lot, and I hadn't officially moved down. Is that when you were trafficking cocaine? Well, kind of, yeah. Allegedly, my mother was a drug trafficker. Well, no, I paid for that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I I don't have to say allegedly because she went to jail for, because she was hanging out with this guy. Or she she was on probation, so I don't have to say allegedly, but allegedly uh, she met this guy, and her and this guy were trafficking a million dollars worth of drugs, mostly like weed and quaaludes. But since there was kilos of cocaine in there, I call her a cocaine trafficker. Um, so it was. Uh, she you, tell she us like how would you go? You said you would go to a warehouse guarded by Colombians. Yeah, we'd go to a warehouse. You'd go through the warehouse. You would pick what you want. Like when you drove up, there were there were people with machine guns. Well, yeah, there was a big fence and it was a barbed wire on top. Around the fence, and you and you drove a little bit after you went through the fence because the warehouse was always way back. Yeah. And this was in West Palm? No. no, Where was this at? No, this was south of Miami. Okay, so south Miami. Okay. So you would meet somebody there that this guy knew or you knew? Both of you knew? Well, yeah, we knew from... Of course, 
strangers can't just go up in there and say, hey. No, yeah. <laughs> and this is like frenzy. Or so <laughs> yeah. you meet these people They're and friends. then you would just walk through the warehouse and pick whatever. What you wanted. Let them know what you wanted. They had what everything? What you wanted that you wanted. Yeah, they carried, they had, it was like going through, you know, Sam's. Like a department <laughs> store, yeah. 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 Jesus Christ. So you it was would go through. It time then, too, though. You have to realize, yeah. yeah it was way yeah, drug, time. It was, it was drugs were 70s. just beginning to be uh, an industry. Drugs were becoming an industry at that point, so that makes sense. So you would go through, you'd pick, you'd spend a million dollars. You'd get everybody's money together, and then you'd go spend it all. Right. And then you'd bring everybody their product back, and you'd take yours right. off the top. So let's say you'd go down there with a million dollars. How much do you think you'd make on that trip? Probably about 200, 250,000. So you did it more than four times. Yeah. <laughs> so Jesus Christ. So yeah. that means you've made. We did it for four years. And you would split it in half, the two of you? Well, but you guys were married. Well, no, we weren't married. We were just, we were okay, together. so you we guys split together. pool. Yeah. So, so in four just, trips, you would make a million dollars. Well, you have to figure expenses in between. Yeah, you spend a lot of money. Truck and, rental. And, yeah. You know, a lot of the stuff that we had to do in order to do that. Plus, we had to reinvest. Did you ever have to pay uh, pay off a cop? <laughs> no, no, that wasn't our hmm. our thing. So, what do you mean reinvest? Well, because some of the stuff that we picked up was for we were taken different places. Oh. I mean, we had people that went to New York. We had people that went to Chicago. We had people that went to different, you know. Yeah. Everybody went to different places, and we went to Pennsylvania. Nice. So the money, you would also use money to expand and to bring well, yeah. more money. Yeah. you got to spend money to make money, so that makes uh, sense. Yeah. So that's the early 70s. And uh, cue note, real quick, uh, in 1969, my mother was at the first ever Woodstock. You were 17. Were you married at the time? Um, or just divorced? Yeah, it was I think I was getting divorced at that You were time. getting divorced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how did that happen? You just had some friends that were going, you got tickets and went? I mean, it was just a concert. Everybody. To us at that time, you have to remember, yeah, it was that, just... at that time, we didn't think it was any big deal. It was an outside concert. But it was supposed to be the biggest, yeah, with no. all the biggest artists. Well, that, they came up with that, you know, of course. But I mean, to us, it was just a concert. So, that ain't no, but that's not even half the story. There were people that were on their way to Woodstock that never made it. <laughs> yeah. And you guys That's were in tonight. Carnegie at the time? And Pennsylvania. You were in PA at the time. Yeah. And you just heard about this concert and said, yeah. wow, Jam Shop and all everybody, these artists. Everybody, yeah, everybody heard about it. You know? And you were in so, sixth grade yeah, at the sixth time. No, you had to be older than that because I was 17. 17, too. So, yeah, you yeah. would have been 15, maybe eighth grade. Ninth grade. Be in high school. Yeah. Ninth grade. Season. You were in ninth grade. That's what it was. We yeah, figured it out figured yesterday. Figured out it was ninth grade or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Ninth grade. So you were in ninth grade and you couldn't go to Woodstock and you were in PA as well. Yeah. What were you uh, like? What was your music? Well, who did you listen to at that time? Bluegrass, country. Hmm. My parents grew up. We grew up traveling West Virginia, doing a lot of hillbilly religion, hillbilly, old hillbilly old folk. Of course, it'd be slow-paced music. I mean, yeah. come on. So, like Johnny Cash, <laughs> old Johnny Cash, June Carter, Johnny Cash, the but Carter no, family, Nelson Top and Company. You talking about yeah. Willie Nelson and yeah. Yeah. what they call Willington and what they call themselves and Hank Williams and all that stuff. And they were the uh, they call them some kind of boys, the outlaw boys. And I remember hmm. it was just yeah. Willie. I don't remember. Merlin, Marshall no, Tucker Band. Yeah. So you I were doing, you were doing that, and then so you were at Woodstock, and then you left. When did you leave PA? How old were you when you left PA? Was it right after that, or you mean I moved? Yeah. Oh, I was in my twenties when I did that. Because you, you, your parents and your family were military, yeah. so you lived on bases when you. Yeah, were Yeah, when I lived in Tulane, Texas, when I was a teen. Yeah, and that's where I first went to high school. Tulane, and Texas. then after that, you came back to PA, went to Woodstock. And then when you were in your 20s is when you moved down to Florida. Right. So in your 20s, you moved to Florida, and you went right out of high school to the Marines yeah. as soon as you graduated. Yeah. I was on that delayed enlistment. And that would have been 74 is when you got out of boot camp. Oh. Or in. You were 72. Oh, 72. There. 72 yeah. is when you got out. I graduated May of 72, May 24th, and I was in boot camp June 18th. Okay. So you got out. So you were leaving... Pennsylvania. Well, not in 72, I was still just back and forth. I hadn't moved yet. You were still trafficking drugs yeah. back and forth. We just, it was just, that was just the beginning. That was, huh. 
So just you were starting your life as a criminal, and Dad was starting his life as a Marine. Yeah, My goal yeah. here is to watch the intersection come, is to see how far apart they started and then watch the intersection slowly come to literally, uh, how far away was the bar you guys met at from where you grew up? Probably about 20, 30 miles. And from where you grew up, about 50, 60 miles? Yeah, about 50, 60 So this miles, is what's crazy, right? So you end up moving to Florida. But we and met each we... other a long time ago because I used to go to Crazy Jim the bar. Well, I was a bartender when I was in Florida? bartending there, yeah. You met in Florida. We were up and down. Yeah, we think, but we're pretty sure because if he was in that bar at any time, I would tell I remember bar. Crazy Jim. And that That's crazy. Been... It had to be the one of us can place each other. Yeah, work yeah. Then. I mean, so where was know, Crazy Jim's at? West Palm Beach. That was it the was first on military, job. Uh, yeah, military. Was that the military. first job you got when you got down there? Yeah, that was. And you right no, there. actually, no, because I was uh, worked in the barbecue restaurant um, on uh, phone sales. <laughs> phone sales? <laughs> yeah, oh, answering. Point. Um, just crazy stuff like that until I went to start working at the bar. Hmm. Okay, so you did that, and then this would have been 75, 76, 77, yeah, right. somewhere around that. You were working at yeah, Crazy Jim's. 70s, well, that was later. <laughs> Crazy Jim's was a little bit later. Because I the didn't 80s. Go to work. I was here for about four years before I went to work there. So that would have been like 79, 80. Somewhere around there. So for four years, you were back and forth. 79, 80, you move there, you start working, you go to Crazy Jim's, you're working. You oh, possibly... I moved to Florida before that. Okay. But 78. Didn't start working at Crazy Jim's. So 78 would have been when you moved there later. in your 20s. 76, I 78. I moved there. Had to be 70. Completely moved down, maybe 75, 76. Hmm. So, and that, that you moved directly to West Palm. Yeah. That's the first place yeah. you chose. Why West Palm? Did you know people? Or? Well, Dwayne had a house there. Dwayne was the guy you were doing this with. Yeah. And you weren't married to him. No. But how many times had you had you... Actually, he had gone to... Uh, he was from Carnegie, too. Mm-hmm. Where I was from. And we knew each other when we were kids. That's how you knew each other. Right. And he had come down to Florida. Um, he had had a motorcycle accident at one point. And uh, he got a nice settlement, the insurance from it. And he bought a place down at West Palm. Hmm. And then he got involved with... And then he came back up to Carnegie and met you again. Yeah, we happened to be, we were at the park. It was, um, oh God, I can't remember the name of the park. But everybody used to hang out there. Who just says, hey, well, I guess. Drink you, beer and get high is what you were always, all the time, so. You've always been pretty yeah. smart with money and stuff, too, so I'm guessing he just recognized that and said, do this. I mean, what was your main, were you like the financial role in the in the Did I keep smuggling? the book? Yes. Yeah. So you were the bookkeeper. <laughs> yes. He needed a pretty face and a bookkeeper, and you were that. Well, that's not really how it started. I mean, it just started out that we had known each other for the long. We hadn't seen each other in years. We started talking. We started finding out we had a lot of things in common. And he said, hey, you want to take a trip to Florida? And I said, sure, why not? And then once you found out, <laughs> then you found out what he was doing. And escalated from huh, there. That's neat. So you moved down to Florida. Boy, by the time you moved to Florida, you're out of the boot camp. And you're... Southern California. Southern California. On I, base. I did, I did four weeks at... Fort McCullen, Alabama, which was uh, chemical, biological, nuclear defense class. Yeah. It's also the wax basic training base. <laughs> you were in the same business, chemicals. <laughs> yeah. So from there, what year did you get uh, deployed for cleanup over there? That would have had to have been 75, right? No. Right, right before no, the war ended. 74? They had to re they don't realize how hard it is. I'm thinking September was... A long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Since 40 years. Yeah. January. I can't remember. Five years ago. Oh, God. I was in Southern for at least six months because I picked up two ranks. This could take a while. It's fine. <laughs> take your time. I'm breaking I got orders to leave there in probably October or November of 70. Three? No, it would have been, yeah, probably 73. So, right. Fixed them on being 74 when I finally rotated over there. So, the war was winding down, but it wasn't for sure. Well, they quit sending Marines into Vietnam in 75. So, you, were, so you weren't 100% sure whether what, you, what was going to happen over there? No, I never was. 
Since you you were a female, that wasn't something that your family would have mentioned to you, huh? Well, in those I was days, an army brat, so yeah, that was mentioned. But I, uh, there was no way. Like you said, it was a flower child, I guess. And yeah. we were the ones that were protesting war. We were the ones that. Were, Did you, you ever know, go to a protest for slug. the war? <laughs> Did you ever do yeah, that? Well, yeah. You protested. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. hmm. yeah, so you. Did. You end up going to... You're in Vietnam until when? 76? I was over in Asia. I wasn't... Asia until when? 76? No, I rotated back. Uh, I did 14 months. So... 70... Yeah, about 70. It would have been right before 76. It would have been... I think it was 75 at least. Yeah. Early part of 75, I think I rotated. And they gave me a choice of duty stations. And I got down to... Uh, Cherry Point, North Carolina. And then you, did you, you stayed in for a little bit and then left? Yeah, I got out in June of 76. What'd you do after that? Uh, went to training school, part-time college. I, I wanted to become a, uh, a nurse, psychological nurse. Because my sister was at the VA and my one brother was at for a while. So I had plans on working my way towards that. But I first had to go to medic school, which I did with the Army Reserve. But then when I got to Fort Meade for to pick up the actual MOS, they told me I was five pounds overweight. So, <laughs> so I and I then was, it's I was like a 95.8 or a 98.5. At some point during this time, you worked, didn't you work in a NASCAR pit, uh, or didn't you work in some kind of racing pit stop somewhere? Or like some kind of car, auto, something with cars. John Martin Trucking, but that was okay. Years ago. I so thought you said he owned, he owned Lernerville. Okay, yeah, the racetrack. I just remember the racetrack I being involved. Well being staffing for him. Yeah. So during that time, you're already living in Florida. He's and this, when did you? Where did you go back to? You went to North Carolina, or did you go? We got. I was in. I was out for six months, and we ended up reenlisting, so we could have my one daughter. And I ended up back down at Cherry Point. And that's when you were married to, uh, this is Kim, yeah. when you had Kim. Okay, so you have Kim and this is Cherry Point, North Carolina. Yeah, we went back to Cherry Point. I was there until I rotated. <laughs> yeah, that's the noise, the screeching is the bird. I was there and I stayed there for another three years before I called it quits. And then 1980, where did you go after that? Back to PA? Eventually I worked my way back to PA. In 1980, you would have been in Florida for a while, still bartending yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And you were just that full we swing. Weren't, we weren't, no drug business, no nothing. Then this was after it was all over. Really? Yeah. It was probably a scary time to live there then. Why? Because all the people getting that were used to be in the drug business ended up no, dead. Well, not in them days. It, it was, this, this in Florida, it was crazy. In the early days. 70s, maybe struggling into the 80s, but... In the 80s is when the... Uh, yeah, but you could walk away from it. It wasn't that big a deal. Dwayne, I walked away from it. Dwayne kept doing it. it. Yeah, uh, he, he was still doing it. And I walked away from it. I mean, it wasn't worth it. It was kind of... You said he ended up dying so because yeah, of that Yeah, Dwayne stuff. died a few years after that. Um, Shooting or...? No, no. No, they said it was kidney failure. But, oh, yeah. Um, just drugs and stuff? Yeah, it was a lot of drugs. And you never touched that stuff. You just smoked no. weed the whole time and drank. So you, so this you're is, make money just dealing drugs. You don't do yeah. your own product. So this is this would have been the time when you guys really started up in your drinking. <laughs> oh, I was always drinking. You were always yeah. drinking, but the this Marine Corps, is, Marine Corps would work hard, play hard. When you stopped did. working in the drug trade, that's probably when you're drinking up. Yeah, I mean, I drank before that, but I never. But you're and I've been drunk, of course, at times that I wasn't. But now that you were just working time. and hanging out, and you had, uh, do you have any kids at this point? Well, yeah. 
Well, JP and, JP uh, and my brothers, but I mean, like, Kevin. how they long? They were both back up in Pittsburgh. They were back up in Pittsburgh. So, you stayed in Florida, and then, for, what did you do for the whole decade of the 80s? I was working at the bar. Just worked at the bar and drank. Yeah. So that's when your alcoholism just kind of took over, and you're just a... Oh, we drank a lot back then, yeah. We drank a whole lot. <clears throat> you were just a bar worker. Yeah. And then, and during the 80s, you said, you started, uh, did you, were you selling drugs, doing anything like that in the 80s? I was always or? selling drugs. Okay. I, if I had an opportunity to pick up what I thought was a good deal of something, didn't matter what. Were you in a biker gang at some point? Not a bike. I just had a lot of friends. Yeah, and you said you were like a biker. You had a bike. I had a bike. You I were about 300 pounds. About, yeah, about, you don't have no idea, but I no. was big and burly. Uh, uh, yeah, when I did do. you move into the Chambers Motel? Oh, God, I was building bleachers. I had four different places above bars. It was costing me $400 a month to keep. For four apartments? <laughs> yeah, there was one room. That's not, that's still, that's room. not you bad. Crawl out, you could crawl on the back or upstairs or... That way, whatever bar you're drinking at, you're close. <laughs> every, 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 the guys that I traveled with, I would all, we would always have three or four of them within yeah. shout Was this Sonny or Kenny or any of those guys? No. no, no, this no. So this is in the 80s. This is before we got there. This yeah. is yeah. before. This so is you, what led me there because okay. I, I, I had Chambers was I had Chambers Hotel, Cumberville, or not Cumberville, Kurt. Yeah, Cumberville, Cumberville Hotel, and I had one in Springdale, and one in Indiana. Indiana. And then through, throughout the 80s, you're just hanging out, and then you meet, when did you meet my real dad, my birth father? Okay, you were born in 90s, so it had to be in uh, 86. How many times had you been married? That, so you, that would have been your seventh husband at the time, right? Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, my mom, this is my mom's eighth husband. Divorced five times, widowed twice. He's been married three times. This is her third wife. Uh, divorced both times. And, and I didn't kill none of mine. So in that decade... <laughs> I didn't man, either. In that decade, is that when most Thanks. of those husbands happened? In that decade in the 80s? No, actually it was before that. Really? Because you were married at 15 to get out of the house. Wasn't to get out of the house. Well, there was probably... It sounds like it. Well, you told me the story before. It sounded I was like locked it. up. My mother had me locked up. Yeah. She gave me a choice if I would have either stay there until I was 18 or I could get out and get married. So I chose getting married because I didn't feel like staying yeah. locked up get for out. Years. Yeah, exactly. Get out and get married. So you got married, <laughs> yeah. and then that one only lasted two, two years, and then... Not even. Yeah, so you went to Woodstock until that, that. That lasted a few months. He went to prison. So this... What was your... Uh, so you were just married like a couple years here and there to people that you thought yeah. you hit it off with. Yeah. Huh. So that happens in the 80s. You're doing your own thing. You're. Tra are you traveling back and forth to see JP and uh, Kevin or are they coming to you? No, I had JP, JP down here for a while and then he wanted to go back. Okay. Um, Kevin was living with his dad. Okay. And that's where he wanted to stay. So yeah. they were at the age that they could make up their own mind. Right. You know, and that was their choice. So I know you had pictures of them at Disneyland and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. I, I mean, did I get figured, to see them. Yeah. I, mean, we did I, figured, I just didn't know if it was yeah. which way it was if you went up when there. When they were little, oh my goodness, yes. It wasn't until they got older. Yeah. Would you fly so, up and see them or both I'd ways? I'd flown up a few times. Sometimes we drove up. It just depended. Every time we went out. So 90 comes. You get pregnant unexpectedly. Because your tubes we were, were tied, and this so is before this is before your they burnt them and cut them. This yeah. is when they just tied. They them just in tied them in a knot, then. Yeah. So, so you get pregnant like, to some douchebag who's a your dad. We were married. Head. We had been married four years. When was I he a cokehead before that, or did he At slowly become? At one point, one? Bef before I had met him, he was. You met him in the bar. Yeah. Okay. But he had gotten his act cleaned up for quite a long time. What did it was the fact that he was a musician or something, or he was a very nice guy, and he was just a nice guy. I mean, he just. Flat face to, like a shovel. Flat yeah, face I like mean, a fucking shovel. His fucking head was like, I mean, he's not... He, had, he was. He really was, but he was a nice guy. And that's the problem. I mean, people look on the outside. And what did they call him? The did they just call him Rich? No, they called him Mongo. Mongo. Yeah, that was his name. <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, the flat face. Yeah. The flat face. What can I tell you? Mongo. So you, know, you I, end up marrying Mongo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thank you for that because I wouldn't be here. So you marry Mongo, you have me, and then right after, when you get pregnant, is that when you guys split up? He left when you were about six weeks old. You were in the hospital. You he tried sick. to kill me a couple times too, right? 
Well, he was kind of mean. Yeah, he threw you a you couple. He threw times. me a couple. Yeah, he was kind of mean. And then I had uh, an asthma attack, and he left me in my crib until you that came home from work. That was when we found out you were sick. That's when you ended <clears> up in the hospital because I had gone back to work, and I yeah. came home and you were crying, and he had you. So it would have been because he wouldn't stop crying. He was mad. So you leave him, and, and at sick. this point, you know uh, Heather and Kenny. Oh yeah, I knew and they're them from Pennsylvania, yeah. right? I knew them. They were Pennsylvania the, friends. I knew them from the bar. They used from to come the bar. The bar. Yeah. So you end up raising me pretty much with them and when my little, real dad's yeah. grandparents. No. Or whose grandparents was that? No, no, this was Bob's grandparents. Bob's grandparents. Right. So Bob, these I remember this one thing vividly. <laughs> I know it's really confusing. I Bob, confusing. this guy Bob, my mom's friend, and I also remember him from the uh, diner in Kentucky at the motel we stayed. I think it was him. When we traveled up here, because he was with us, right? Yeah, well, we did a couple trips with him, yeah. Yeah. So I remember this, but I remember I had his grandparents, <clears throat> the only grandparents I ever had in my life when I was little. Uh, they had this condo, really nice condo. In the Carolinas. In Carolinas, and he had boats. He had like his own, it looked like his private lake, lake to a little kid, it looked like his own private lake. He had all these boats next to each other, and he had a statue, an animatronic Captain Hook. Do you remember that? He had yes. a Captain Hook in one of his boats. I had to have been two or three years old, and I still remember that Captain Hook statue. I remember that, and I also remember Mighty Mouse Pancakes at the diner in Kentucky. Oh, what it! Bear, Our dogs are in heat, so they're uh, a little crazy. Sweepies in heat, and bears we have, trying yeah, to act like Sweepies you know. in heat, and they're and they're all yeah. fixed, so a lot of good it's gonna do. Hey. Bear, sweepy. Hey. Hey, I apologize here. to our audio listeners all as well. So <laughs> the dogs are going a little crazy. Uh, and the birds are not. This is my start. parents' house, so you just gotta get used to it. So you end up leaving in '94 because I was four years old. Yeah, you were almost four. Yeah. Because you met Dad right after we got here. Yeah. Like yeah, literally like within a week or so. Yeah, within a week, you ran into each other at the Cumbers uh, Chambers. Chambers. Chambers Chambers Bar. You said you walked up to mom and said, hi, my name's Gary and I'm an asshole. And she said, so am I, what's your point? Yeah, that was basically your conversation. And you guys just hit it off. Yeah. We, I remember the first... We became drinking buddies. Because it was the, the... She was in my circle and I was in her circle. How long before you had... Because I remember the first time I met him is when you picked me up from preschool. Oh, oh, we were just we were just talking then. We were yeah, just we were just, yeah. yeah, we were still just drinking buddies then, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, uh, after that. Speaking of and all, I done a lot of things that not necessary. Yeah, that had to be '94. So yeah, that'd be before you were four. You weren't quite four when we came up here because uh, we got married in '95, right? Yeah. Yeah. In Vir West Virginia. Virginia. Uh, Virginia. Yeah, Harrisville, Virginia. Virginia. They left me with uh, his son and daughter, and they drove and got had like a, just a shotgun wedding in a, in a, oh, in a just do me and wacky. Yeah, wacky, I remember, I remember Wacky. Yeah, I remember that wacky. guy. Yeah, a lot we of drove down. We drove down with much. <laughs> we drove down with four cases of beer. Yeah, every single one of these uh, characters from my childhood that I remember involve drugs. <laughs> every single one of them. I remember at one point playing with a giant, like five-gallon Ziploc baggie, having no idea what it what it could have possibly been for. I fit inside the baggie though. Apparently, it was for pounds and pounds of marijuana. We didn't do pounds of pounds away from it. It was a big bag. It was a big bag. <laughs> I knew I was we small. We didn't do thin. anything like that. So, so we move around from Vandergrift, the apartment in Vandergrift, too small. We go to Gilpin, and the house in Gilpin is all right until the landlord runs over my dog with a lawnmower. Yeah, riding mower. Kim steals the $5 that the landlord gave me for running it over. Then we leave there and we find a house in Leechburg. On per 285 Pershing Avenue. Here's something else that's weird about the houses that we lived. Every house, from what I can remember on, has started with the number two. I don't know. I think it was apartment 2A in Vandegrift. I don't remember what Gilpin's address was. We weren't there for that long. But Leechburg was 285. Franklin was 244. And uh, this one is 222. So like, and I'm born on two two nineteen ninety. So the number two has been constant in the places that I've lived in my life. It's crazy. I um, guess if you're in the numerology, that would work. Yeah, well, not really. But so we end up living in Leedsburg for a long time, and during that time, you guys, I think it was after Gilpin, you finally got your drinking under control. We decided we had to quit or we were going to kill each other. Because by the time I was in first or second grade, you guys finally slowed down yeah. and quit. We, we, yeah, we, we quit. decided we could no longer live together. 
and drink. And that we had to make a constant decision that we either had to quit drinking or if we were splitting because yeah. we were I'm not saying I was violent, but I was damn sure. Oh, he was just kid. sarcastic. Oh, no, to yeah. where you want to Well, you guys were both violent. Yeah. I remember the first yeah. time you were, you weren't rough with me, but you were rough with me because I didn't have anybody that was rough with me. So I remember the one time you told me that if I ever pissed you, if you ever pissed me off, that I better find my opportunity and take it. You were walking behind me on the stairs, and I kicked you in the face and gave you a black eye. And you didn't kick my ass because I took advantage of an opportunity, and you uh, you just took it. And that was the only time I ever snuck one in, but I kicked him in the face, and that was a good Such one. Such wonderful parenting here, you know? A damn good well, kick. <laughs> Can I tell yeah. you? I knew there was a it lot hurt of... me. A lot of... I took, I took a lot of Zippos and coffee cups. Because you, you weren't going to get up to hit yeah, me. It was always things. just throwing shit. Because the belt didn't last very long. That wasn't effective. Throwing shit, and then uh, now, eventually... I was more of a pizza thrower kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah, food. When I was a little kid, well, I remember when we lived in Vandergrift, I would take uh, knives. I don't know why, but I would take all the knives in the house, and I would hide them under my bed. And then I would get ice cream, and I would take a couple bites and put it underneath my bed. I uh, snuck out and eat half a pan of brownies and put the rest under my... Like, I would just hide under my bed. He'd look under his bed, and it'd be like a smorgasbord. Yeah, it's all kinds <laughs> it's of weird shit. All kinds of weird shit. Yeah, that was a weird one time kid. we were coming home and started talking about politics. Oh, <laughs> uh, we were about an hour away from home. He bloodied both of my we're eyebrows. Coming from Mount, Mount Vernon or something. Damn rabbit, rabbit. <laughs> While he was driving. Yeah. She was driving. Right. No, no, I was. No, I, I was driving. Yeah. I was driving. Yeah, she driving. 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 You guys were different people back then, because I remember I didn't clean my room for like three months one time, and she had had enough of yelling at me. I was probably 13. She had had enough of yelling at me, and she came in with all of her rings on and busted my face the fuck up. She split my lip and, like, my cheek, and he had to tear her off me. And then I had to go to school, and they were like, just say you fell. <laughs> I was like, sure. Because it, no, it wasn't a big deal, because that was just the, that was what you did. My, my favorite memory of her is, Chasing Chad up the stairs with that baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of weird characters and funny characters. I remember Sonny, you when you and Sonny, when you guys were still getting fucked up, you guys came home. You were working because this was the, the roles were switched at some point. Before they switched, he would be home all the time. She would be at work. Well, he wouldn't be home. He'd be out drinking and getting fucked up, and then show up at the house to get fucked up. And I'd see everybody go to the bathroom at different times. It was real weird. So I knew they were doing coke or something. Now I know that. Before I didn't. But they came home with this big uh, brown paper bag, and it was full of porno tapes. And they gave it to me to distract me so I wouldn't come out of my room or whatever. And it had chubby chicks. I remember that. <laughs> that was an essential thing. I don't. Remember that the was guy the guy. I remember when I found that. Was when you were working. Yeah. <laughs> That's when yeah. you were working at that bar in Bandidus. Longfellow Inn. Yeah, that, that's yeah. where we got those tapes yeah. for that one group. Because yeah. it was after that is when you started oh, working at. Oh, I was so at, mad uh, when I found those things. What was the carpet place that you started working at? Um, after that, you were working. You were working for Bob. Yeah. Uh, it was because I used to go to the office with remember? you sometimes. Yeah, I can't remember what the name of it. Riverview. Because I was eight years old and I would hang out at the office with you and I, I went with you on installs before and carried carpet and did all kinds of shit. And I remember you cutting yourself and wrapping it with duct tape and all that stuff when I was a little kid. I don't even really remember the vehicle we had at the time. But it was around the same time after that, I was probably ten years, nine or ten, we took me to my first uh, drive-in. And we saw, it was 98. No, I was eight years old. You took me to my first drive-in and we watched Men in Black. Do you remember when we watched Men in Black at the drive-in when vaguely, it came out? Vaguely. Vaguely. I do. I remember that. It might have been, uh, God, it might have been, might have been 2002. Because when did Men in Black 2 come out? I know yeah. we watched. Remember that? We went to that. Remember where we had went to that uh, flea, flea market. market at? Yeah, I remember the flea that, market. And that's where the drive-in was. Yeah, was that's that's where that drive-in was. And we went. We, it was yeah. a double feature. I just on can't a, remember what we Friday saw. Night. It was Men in Black and something else. I don't remember what else we saw, but yeah, it was Men in Black and something else. It's a movie I wanted to see and something you guys probably wanted to see. But I don't remember what they were. I don't, both I don't remember. what. I think it was in that Oldsmobile, too. Or it was in the the big the boat car. I think it was the Calais. 
Yeah. Because the Calais we had until I started that job up at Grizzly Quest. Yeah. Yeah. I drank because the motor went on the way home that time, remember? Yeah, like that thing. They told her to remember that truck. Yeah, I was sitting in my oh, room watching Buick. wrestling. That was the Buick. That was, that was the, the old Mobile Calais. Yeah, the olds. That was Calais. Burgundy your, one. Yeah. yeah. That was the Cutlass Calais. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, that was a great car. The Oldsmobile oh, got totaled too. Didn't, didn't two of them had to. That, that was the Oldsmobile. Was a, that was an Oldsmobile cut, Cutlass Calais. Yeah, it was, was a nice car. It was the one that ran great. I remember getting Christmas trees in that oh, car. Oh, that car was awesome. It had a hundred and, never had a it had a hundred and, and I don't know, like 176. You know what's crazy is I still remember this night because I was up in my room watching wrestling and we all heard this huge bang. And I ran downstairs, you guys were outside, and some Dodge, I remember it was a Dodge because a piece of his fucking truck was still there, had rammed in, and our car was parked. They hit our car, smashed it in so far that it ruined our neighbor's car. Like, it fucked it up. I mean, he hit a few... I don't know what kind of luck we have, because then, you know, 10 years later in Franklin, PA... Same thing happened. Another truck comes and sideswipes our HHR and opens it up like a can of tuna. Yeah. Yeah. That was another drunk driver. Yeah, another drunk driver. See, another uh, good reason not to drink. Don't drink and drive. But yeah, it was... uh, Oh, Robin, Tina's daughter, said, Hi, guys. Miss you and love you, too. (laughs) We love you, too, sweetheart. She's probably mad at me. Probably. Whatever. Uh, But yeah, so... I remember That's that. Okay. We'll deal with that later. And then you started working at Vision Quest. That changed their life. And then that's when you switched because you were home more. Nobody was home actually. You had well, to work no, I at, was IGA. Working at IGA. At the time, you were yeah. at Vision Quest, so I had all yeah. kinds of time to myself. Yeah. And because I already had more freedom than most kids, I just started fucking off and doing whatever I want. I ended up failing ninth grade. I didn't uh, stick to football. I just I left everything. Started messing up, and then you started working at Vision Quest too. And that only lasted for about three months where you guys decided... No, actually, were... I started working there in July, June 19th, and we moved to Franklin July 4th. Yeah, it wasn't even a month, because they were no not... there was no way. It was an hour and a half drive yeah. back up. And, and they would have had to leave. Drive he did it with, give me some knucks on that one. He said, <laughs> I will never get up that... I'm ready to drive that again. And they weren't leaving me for a week at a time. I had to be at, at 6 time. o'clock in the morning and get up, you know, I'd have to yeah. leave the house at 4. Because you weren't, we wouldn't leave me. at work. You wouldn't leave me at home by myself. No. I was 15, 14, 15. That's it doesn't matter. I wasn't yeah, really Yeah, but Leesburg, Leesburg yeah, was leave a 15 year old home. Leesburg was a burnout. I don't think town. So. You'd be coming home with grandkids and that. No. Yeah, yeah no, thank you. Uh, so it wasn't happening. I'm 15. This is 2005. I literally left real quick. Didn't say goodbye to anybody, really. Just left. Leechburg, come to Franklin, and then we lived there for thir- 12, 12, years, 12, 13 12 years, because both places, at Leechburg it was 12, here it was, uh, it was 12, well, no, Franklin it was, uh, was 12. 10 in Leechburg. 12, 13 12, in, uh, in Franklin. 12 years in Franklin. Yeah. yeah, so 22 years, 22 years in, uh, well, 20, for me it was 24, 24 years in PA, and then... You guys retired, moved down here. I came down with you for a little bit and then went back up to PA. But well, we you guys, were, we were talking about retiring in Costa Rica. We talked a long yeah, and hard was, about that. Was a well, all three of our uh, criminal records wouldn't allow that. <laughs> we would have been able. To. You would have probably been able to. I would never been able to see you. But uh, yeah, okay, so you were young we, and stupid. What can I say? You stayed. Yeah, you guys stayed at Vision stuff. Quest for a while. You left Vision yeah. Quest first. Why did you end up leaving Vision Quest? They eliminated the transportation department. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Time, you that had time. slowly went from drill instructor to management. Well, I and broke my hip. When he broke his hip, yeah. he went from being a drill instructor. And you did the 9-11 uh, wagon train. Uh-huh. They did uh, Vision Quest. after it. Yeah, Vision yeah. Quest would go, and they did a wagon train, which is they'd get the all the boys, the, well, the delinquents. Was, uh, they had four cowboys who rode from Oklahoma City with a riderless horse. And they collected money different places, and as they were going for all the servicemen who, you know, their families, yeah, they lost people for in the that, 9/11. The 9/11. Yeah. So that was the whole deal. But Vision Quest heard about it through mutual friends, and they asked them if they would mind if they sent a platoon of boys along, which meant a lot more than just platoon of boys. I mean, yeah. trucks and cooks, staff, and, yeah, and everything. So, it was like a three-month trip. Yeah, I remember when he left for it. I was pretty pretty loyal about my job as far as recruiting and training. We, we 
Reestablishing what men were supposed to be like for back when it was still kids. a uh, boot camp. Yeah, well, that's back when, when I left it. Was still it. A camp. They were drawing people from the platoons that they thought would do the ride would do them good because when you're out there, you got to take care of your horse every day. Mm-hmm. You're riding them 20, 30 mile, and then you got to yeah. brush them and you know feed them. Water well, somewhere them. along the way, you pissed your horse off because it threw you. No, I took a really. I'm like as hard-headed as any Marine that's out there. Yeah. I took the most uncontrollable horse, and I controlled him 80% of the time. Yeah, and then he was riding along, and all of a sudden he'd just reach that neck back and try to bite your legs. <laughs> and he tried to make him neck him go one way, he'd just go the other way. You want to hold him to a trot. I had him when I went to Calvary training, though. That's wow. how we developed the... Yeah. Because... The, you had to do cavalry formations with your horse, where you had to control your horse. You had to do round pen yeah. training to get the court. They should have never changed that. That's how camp. I got the um, the swords on that black hat I had. Yeah, I yeah. got that from the that's cavalry what, training. That, we had to yeah. do that when we came down to Florida with the boys on we, that. Class. Yeah, I remember we, we were allowed to wear them on our uniforms. And yeah, because you came down to Florida in 2007, 2006. Sometime. I started there in 2005, so it might have been 2006. Six, I think. yeah. That we came down. Yeah, it was Christmas time. And we yeah. got home right before Christmas. Yep, I remember that. We came down. So you took that ride, you break your hip, you come home. I remember you were home for a while. And then, yeah, you started, You that's when you switched to night shift. I broke my hip. September? It was the end of, no, it was just before Thanksgiving. <coughs> yeah, September. Yeah, it had to be September. <coughs> and I was back to work December. December, yeah. December, yeah, yeah right after Christmas. Jesus. Yeah. Well, he came home with crutches, and he had his crutches for a week, and then I took it off of him, and I made him walk yeah. on it. Told me I had to go upstairs and take a bath. I wasn't allowed to. Yeah, he wasn't allowed to use the bottle downstairs. Well, he had to move, and it he, worked. I mean, he, he went back. He was back he to He told me if you can't go upstairs, fine. if you can't go upstairs and go to the bathroom, you can't have sex. So That'll work. That'll work. do it. <laughs> That'll do it. So you end up going back to work, doing super... You were a night shift for a while there. Right, the well... In the warehouse, I I worked both jobs. I worked I worked. Uh, I was in charge of the night watch for a while. Because when you came back, things had started to change at Vision Quest. Yeah, yeah. And then you what, started. What Vision Quest used to produce was they had a seventy-five percent success rate when they we used to get set home. You guys would take me up there to have like you would reward some of them by having her cook dinner, and we would go up we and eat up dinner with one of the men. One of the kids might have graduated. Or One of the kids really are still awesome. in the area. One of the guys that yeah. you guys dealt yeah. with yeah. is still up there in the area. All of them still in the and area. he's doing good, and I've seen him yeah. a bunch of times. And I think it was one of those guys that uh, I met when I was just a kid. Yeah. I mean, we were you know, only a few years apart in age, so I remember that. And but there was some that did well and kept in touch with us. Yeah. Actually, there's things so. that we've done. There's kids. I, I worked there for, you know... What eight months, six, seven months, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And I, I mean, I wanted to be there because when you guys worked there, and then when you worked there, I knew when I turned twenty-one, that was the job I wanted to have, because it meant something. And it was just I didn't realize how much it had changed because oh, it was it got, fucking horrible. It but really got there's still kids that I remember from working there because I approached it with your mentality. I tried to do that thing. That's why Capper never made me serve my suspension. That's why Hill always had my back. And um, there is a guy. Old, he's an old black guy. Not old, but uh, your age. Do you know some <laughs> names? Old. Vision Quest. Wilson. Mr. That one we were just talking about. No, the one we were just talking about not too long ago. We saw Holloway. No. Holloway. It might have been. No. It might Holloway have. was a lieutenant. Big Green. Lieutenant. Um. Oh, I can picture who you're talking about. Oh my god. I goodness. saw him at the yes. Family Dollar. I'm trying to think his name. Um, I can. I saw him at the Family Dollar because there's a lady that works there now at Family yeah, Dollar that also worked. Yeah, he was there for the worked. longest time yeah, too. there for the longest time. He knows both yeah. of you. Oh yeah. But I saw him at Family Dollar just not too long ago, before right before I came down, because the lady in, that was working there worked there at Vision Quest. And oh really? She, yeah, she's she's new, but she knew him and I, I recognized the name. So I, I, when I walked out, he was at his car and I said, I'm. Gary and Linda's son. I just wanted to say hello. Yeah. I, said, I know oh, exactly who you're know. talking about. I can venture him. But see, we we had the same philosophy. Name. I can't yeah, remember and, what it is. I just can't. I we just we've can't. taken plenty of people in that home 
over the course of our relationship. Over the course of my life, and even Steve knows this because mm-hmm. Steve spent years sleeping on my floor. I mean, I mean you guys have taken everybody into the house. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know family isn't just the people you, you know. It's, well, it's, we never had a big family. It's, For it's the you longest time. an opportunity to say something to somebody that to me, one word you say may have a big effect. You know, we I never can remember. I mean, I still got people that say stuff to me on Facebook over stuff that I've said, especially to some of my boys. Yeah, they so remember there's... shit. I told them, you just change yourself that much every day in some area. <laughs> that much. <laughs> this is shit. At the end of a week, it's this gonna is... be like this. At the end of what? a month, like this. Jesus Christ! By the time you reach a year, you're talking about. <laughs> It's so funny because when I argue and yell at Steve, it's That's the same the exact, exact fucking thing. I say, you just got to change something goddamn small. You think? Rinse your fucking cup out and you do that I one know, small thing and it turns like into you. big like things. Like the Marine Corps said, make your bed. Yeah. Every day, <laughs> so make funny. yourself make your bed. That's so funny. It is. It's the same thing I tell people all the time. I say the same thing. I learned it and I do it. I just... I, I, I'm different. I, I use it in a different manner because I don't make my bed and I, I live in chaos. But I, I thrive in chaos, but that same value system, I use it in my approach to life. The, the way I do things and the way I deal with people. That's how I use it because I know those little tiny things. That's why all the fucked up things that have happened in my life through choices of my own and other things that have happened through no choice of my own, I don't... Uh, get down and beat myself up about it. The only time I've ever done that is when I was too much by myself and I spent months, you know, here. But other than that, I've used that same value system and you just got to change one little thing. If you change one little thing, then it has an impact on everything else and eventually it'll all, it'll just domino itself out. Because if you try to change something big, you can't can't do it. That's cluster thinking. You can't accomplish nothing. When you want to accomplish something, you put a little dot you got to put a dot where you're at, then you draw a straight line, and that's how you accomplish it, one step at a time. Just yep. keep, you're going to screw up, you're going to fall so off, you're going to do all types of stupid shit. But get back on that fucking trail and walk. It's, it's the same fucking thing. It's word see, for word. The Marine Corps see. taught me it was a kind of a forced OCD. You do stuff in a pattern the same way all the time, and you don't forget about Eventually it You don't a forget stuff. Yeah. When you do, it clicks in your head. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. See, for a long, it took me a long time to learn that, because yeah. I struggled for a long time with you guys. I would not learn shit. You tried to teach me how to ride oh. a bike. I had to teach myself how to ride a bike, and what? that was your fault because you were the kind of person who, you could be told something a million times, but you had to learn for yourself. You're absolutely right. So you were the kind of person that could take orders. She couldn't take them. So I had this dichotomy and this weird. Uh, raising where I was raised by a person who knows how to take orders and follow them and somebody who fucking is stubborn and just has to do it themselves. And she brings it all on herself in them early days. All that worry, all that stress. Good Lord. Yeah. I do it to myself too. That's just the way it goes. I, in our household and where we live now, I got two roommates who are both older than me. I'm the youngest in the house, but I take on every shred of stress and worry and responsibility in that place. Every he gets that from me. I don't know what to tell you. It I just happens. Yeah, I don't have he that, does, even when he It's going to happen. Sorry. Nope. I, I, but I, you I, think, I mean, after everything had started out so bad when he was little, we really had to make drastic changes because nope. God knows I didn't want him to turn out like we did. He was I, a miracle, I baby. Because, I mean, we did some really stupid stuff when we were young, and I well, didn't so want him to make those same mistakes. You couldn't help it because we so, moved from I mean, Leechburg, and I still got soon changed we, everything. It didn't work 100%. And he was just, oh, my. The moment we moved to Franklin, I got two felonies. As soon as we moved, I got in the wrong crowd and started robbing houses. I mean, you know, moving from Leechburg didn't... You know, I had to figure it out for myself, and it took me a long time. 28, I finally figured it out. Yeah, you finally did. I have to say, yes, you did. That's what... that Now I use that information, I tell people, like, listen, I fucked up real bad, and I've been in bad situations. You can do it, you just gotta change something small. You just got to make the right choices. That's, that's the biggest piece of advice I think I ever gave. You got to treat that. people better than... You got to treat people really good. You got to treat people good, treat yourself better. Right, if, you you're not, if you're not looking at their heart and dealing with their heart, they're looking at you knowing knowing that you're, you're prejudging them yeah. about something or you, you ain't liking them, you're hating on them, 
They know it. Yeah, I know when always. people don't like me and I'm talking to them. I like to make a joke about it, but everybody <laughs> yeah. ain't like me. No, I'm definitely uh, definitely like them. Super, uh, super caring. But I, I've over the years now, I'm really selective about it, and I'm 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 an asshole about it because if you do something to fuck with my trust, you will pay for it. But if I love you unconditionally, then no matter what, I'm always gonna have something for you. I'll always ha everything I have will always be yours as long as you do the same for me. Because well, that's you know that's family. I mean, it has nothing to do with blood. And that's why, yeah, because every single holiday, it has never been. It's always been the three of us. When I was growing up, there was never a holiday where we had to go to somebody else's house. Never. Uh, Not one holiday did we have to go somewhere else. Not I, one birthday party. Nothing. It was always just the three of us. Eventually, even when there was grandkids and stuff involved for the step family and everything like that, even then. The best times was just the three of us. That's when we did the majority of our holiday and the majority of our time. <coughs> so our family's always been small. Always. That's why people have always been welcomed into our home, and that's why my friends become my extended family. Because yeah, of that. because so. there's no other way to deal with it. You didn't, you didn't grow up with brothers, so you created a world of brothers and sisters. Man, I had so many friends since I, I was 12. The house was always I couldn't. I couldn't wait always to get bad. out of my house. Always. Everybody was always at the house. I couldn't wait. Always. She couldn't either. I mean, I couldn't. I signed up for the Marine Corps because I was raised in a two-bedroom house and had five kids and lived in one bedroom. Mm. Yeah, no for thank you. For a long time. No thank you. I don't want any part of that. I couldn't mm. wait. I knew that as soon as I was, became a Marine, I wouldn't have to sleep with anybody and then I started sleeping at the quad base. You see, see <laughs> yeah. Well, the beautiful thing about being the only child is I always got the uh, either the second biggest or the biggest room in the house. I no, always got, no, I come home from work and you would move yeah. my bedroom out of my That's bedroom and put up, your stuff in yeah. there. Well, I asked That's you. That's how that happened. I tricked you because okay. I asked That's, you about it once. Let's be honest about it. He wanted that room back there in his house too. <laughs> and trust I me, did. if he had stayed here, I would have been moved out of it. Because he would have done that when I wasn't around, like he did with the last. <laughs> no, time. I was a teenager when I did that, and it was I, I had a valid come excuse. Come over, it all, and I was like, "Where is my stuff?" <laughs> I switched her room. She didn't need all that space. I had you living with me. <laughs> I had well, people well, sleeping on well, my floor. We talked <laughs> about it before. I said, "I remember that." Beginning to, <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> he's beginning to live up there. You may as well let him have the bigger room, or else what I wanted I to do was tear out that wall between the two two. Yeah, this computer room, and that's what I yeah. wanted to do. Open that up. Yeah, because yeah, that was just a real small room anyway. When are you going to uh, play your game when I leave, probably? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah you still, you said you still have My mom plays World of Warcraft, and the majority, uh, yeah. the birthday gift that I got her was a uh, her new expansion. And yes. then that's it. You have yes. no games to look forward to until October. Yeah. Red, Red Dead Redemption. Dead. You're not going to play Spider-Man? Uh, I don't. It's supposed to be really fucking good. But I'm a kind of guy. Well, I don't do all this. Do you play any of the Batman games? No, no. See, they're more, they're not all that. These are like, they're I open world I, don't, I can't wait for story. It's, See, that's, this, I, I downloaded that Elder Scrolls online, yeah. and it's simple to me. That's, it's Spider-Man now is like that, and Batman, it's like open world storyline with, uh, with Spider-Man. Instead of Elder Scrolls guy, you're Spider-Man, you have to swing around, and uh, it's one-button mechanics. That's the thing, you're swinging around, my height doesn't keep me from doing the thing that I'm yeah, You figured out driving. Yeah, but that's on the ground. You don't know what I go through with, you ask her. Well, I know, I, trust me, you've had, to, you've made me fly planes in Grand Theft Auto because you couldn't do it. Yeah. And I fucked it up, and I And I can't do it for him now, and you're no. not here to help him with it, so, you know, he's, he's kind of out of luck on yeah, that. Yeah, your game selection's kind of shit now, you gotta wait. But yeah, there's a bunch of good ones. I'm excited for uh, NBA 2K19, I'm excited for Red Dead Redemption. I have to buy another PlayStation because I sold mine before I left here, so I have to I have to get another one. You sold yours? Yeah, remember? Did you get money to go back? Oh, that's right. I that's sold right. my PlayStation, right. and I took a bunch of stuff to the uh, pawn store right. so I could have enough money to survive when I got that's up there. Right. It did me good too because I found a place to live in two weeks. You I had did really set. well, yeah. In two weeks, from when I left here, yeah. in two weeks, I had two jobs, a five-bedroom house, no roommates, and I slept on the floor. I slept on a floor on the Vision Quest mattress in all my clothes because I didn't have heat yet, wrapped in an egg crate with my TV and my Xbox and my tote full of clothes. Yeah. I had no fridge for a month and a half. I didn't have a stove for two months. I didn't have a bed for three months. I didn't have anything. We got for every piece of furniture in that house. And it's now. Now I tell Steve we have too much shit in the house, but I have a stove, two fridges, 
uh, two couches, a set, an oversized couch and chair that's beautiful. Every set of furniture in there is free. From the, the attic is furnished, both bedrooms, all three bedrooms, the studio that we put together, the desk, everything. Everything in there I either got on the side of the road or from somebody for free. All the work of none of that house, the materials have been really cheap. It's done. I've put a lot of work into it, but I had uh, I had to bust my ass because I had no roommates, so I was paying the seven hundred bucks. I was calling you when I was doing it. Remember when I got my first couch? I was all excited. Yeah, they excited. I was seven hundred bucks a month plus seven hundred dollars for a security deposit. So I had to come up with a thousand dollars in two weeks in order to stay there, and I did that. And then for the first month, I was paying it by myself. I got the cable turned on, the gas, the electric turned on that first month. The second month, Steve came in, and I only charged him 250 bucks a month. So I was paying the other, you know, 650 He was paying 250 to cover, you know, and I'd pay for all the utilities. Now I got Matt moving in, and I still only charge them 275 I have a board. So so that way, I have a chalkboard in the kitchen. It's so hilarious. There's a chalkboard in the kitchen that tells you how much everything is. And then at the bottom of the chalkboard, it has their names, how much they pay, and then my name and how much I pay. Because everybody needs to know whose fucking house it is. So if anybody has anything to bitch about, they can come to me. That's why I make the final decision. Don't move my fucking furniture and don't leave anything. I said... I told Steve one time, and you'll you'll like this. I said, if you make a fucking mess, I don't care if it's your plate or if it's your cup. If it's yours, put it wherever the fuck you want. But if you look at something and you look at it and you think, does Stephen Baus own this? No, then fucking put it away. <laughs> That's just the way I am. Because if it's mine, I'll do whatever the fuck I, I want. I can just imagine it. what it's like living with him. It's a pain in the ass. I have no, so many pet peeves. I have. Trust me, I have. I live <laughs> with Marines out in Garden Grove, and I live five or six at a time. And they kept changing on a almost a weekly basis there for a while. That's nuts. It takes nuts. even with her and I. If you're going to do a relationship and you're just going to half-ass it, you can forget it. It's a nine makes it easy. He just stays in the recliner and I do everything. Well, Matt, yeah, see, <laughs> Steve, Steve does so all I, the downstairs. You won't cut the goddamn grass yet. Well, you're no. not going to get her on that tractor yet. I am not. Gonna. Steve does all the downstairs uh, pick up and clean up. I do most of the upstairs, and then Matt just sits in his room and hides away because he doesn't really. Do. He's just the resident white guy. <laughs> but it's a nice place. I want play. you guys to come up and see it, man. It's a really nice yeah, place. Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, we're going to be painting the outside this fall because I think this month we have jobs lined up uh, through Greta, and then I got a sidewalk job to do, and we got some other stuff. So October's pretty cool. We got some painting, but. Uh, the rest of, of September and October, we're going to try to squeeze in paint on the outside of the house because that's five months free rent. That's huge. Oh, that yeah. Five months free rent for the winter for two guys to do construction is huge. That cuts our bills well, down. Before you leave, take some measurements so you can have some sort of plan to do some design. I'll get some to you. Yeah, I'll get some to you for outside because it's, it's not going to be too big. I mean, you could do it yourself. No, does. I don't want anything real big. No, yeah, you could do it yourself. Big. Jane said we can. Yeah, there's give us there's all types of. There you go. Yeah. You we can fly down for that. Yeah, give us some. We can fly top. That plate down there is uneven, but we can do lights and have a little walkway yeah. and put our fire. It doesn't need it. to be huge. Oh, no. You know? No. I wouldn't do nothing too big. I mean, just because you you're going to have animals and shit. There's, I mean, there's a lot. The first thing I would worry about is figuring out what to do with the water damage along the top, the staining. From the water, I would get gutters. That's the only thing that's going to fix it. But they have uh, a gutter bot that cleans your fucking gutters for you now. You can get systems so that we don't have to ever get up there and clean them. It'll do you it. You said something about gutters you the other day. Yeah, that's what I said about it. We said we're not going to worry about getting those because we're for sure going to extend yeah. out to at least the porch. Yeah, if you're going to do that, then I wouldn't worry about it now. But I would just worry about doing that, doing the skirting and stuff. But... I wouldn't worry about anything deck-wise until you figure out your extension. What I think the first thing we need to do is get it re-leveled. I yeah. can't very well put a deck on if it's not level. Yeah, I would just, I would start start with that and then eventually work to the deck because you have all this out here. If you're going to do an extension back here, you have that front. I would build a deck right off that front door. Well, that's what I. That's what we were. That's what he was talking about. You have so much room. We said it wouldn't have to be no more than ten foot. At all, yeah. It, it, and you could make it nice. You could put. You'd have enough room for some furniture out there. It's out there on the main road. Back here, your views. I mean, you have a better view out there. Yeah, well, that's yeah, why. That's why I nice put fire pit out here. here. But nice and quiet. I mean, all you see is that, like the animals, you know, yeah. the squirrels and stuff. The deck that you have, I would keep the deck that you have and just repair it and maybe build onto it a couple feet. You know, what we I mean? were going to go out to at least. Uh, 
where the banister is now. Yeah, I, I would do and that. Send it out to there and put the same the kind of roof in there. on there. Yeah. The whole screen But in eventually there. we want to go all the way out to the driveway with yeah. some sort of deck or porch. Yeah. I want at least a screened-in porch so I can take my birds out there. Yeah, you could do that here, but for a real deck or something like that, I would do it out there. Because yeah. if you did it out there, eventually you could put a pool in, or I could put a pool in it when you guys, because this property will become mine someday, so when that happens, there, there's a lot of, but I would worry about just getting it re-leveled and then figure out what you're going to do with Because if you do the extension over here, who knows, you could end up with a, a, you know, a fenced-in uh, porch area on the corner somewhere else. You don't know what's going to happen. But I'll take some measurements. I'll take some measurements for you guys. So um, that's episode 19 of the Not So Black podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for uh, for coming on. And, well, I hope uh, we didn't bore them too much today. No, it was great. So I'm Josh. Steve. And these are my wonderful parents. Thank you so much for watching episode 19 of the Not So Black podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>